Hello, welcome to the Debatable Podcast. This is probably the first time you're listening to it, just because this is our first episode. Um, on this podcast, we are debating everything, literally everything that's controversial. Me and Tom, who are the hosts of the show, will debate it. Every now and then, we're going to have some guests to share their opinions, but for now, it's just me and Tom. Now, make sure you do like and subscribe, the po- subscribe to the podcast so we can keep making these in the future. Anyway, roll the intro. And welcome to the Debatable Podcast. My name is Alex. And on this podcast, nothing is censored. Enjoy the ride. Yes, so welcome. Um, today's podcast is really interesting. Um, Tom Fasker is here with me in the studio. Hi, Tom. Hi, how you going? Yeah, good, good. I'm, I'm very excited um, to be, you know, doing something that it's an innovative podcast. It's new to the... Um, the whole podcast theme. Um, we don't get there aren't many podcasts like this, so make sure you do subscribe um, and share the podcast and give it a, give us a rating. And that just helps us with you know passing on the word. Um, so yeah, so we're going to dive into some really good debatable topics to start off with, um, and something like you know something that we can both debate on, and some sometimes you know stuff that will be debatable in the future. So my first um, debatable topic is self driving cars. Now, Elon Musk is the pioneer to this art, and what he's done, he's designed cars that have autopilot on them, cars that literally, you don't even need to put your hands on the steering wheel, and they move for you. Some people say they're smarter than um, humans, and you know what, we'd have to agree with that, because they don't make mistakes, but they do make malfunctions. So today, I'm going to debate with Tom about the self-driving cars. Now, Tom, what are your thoughts on this stuff? I mean, look, we're already talking about we're talking about the future here but we're already in the future he's already designed a car that can drive itself um like what more do you want you can drive it yourself and you can make it drive itself uh it's i mean it's crazy talking about the future but we're already in the future i I mean Mm. yeah i just find it a bit scary that you know you're sitting in a car that you have no control over, and one silly mistake or a malfunction in the car can ruin your life, can cost your life. And like, you know, something like, I don't know, a bird coming out of nowhere, going into in, onto the road, and, you know, the car swerving it, because that's, that's what the automatic sensors are made to do, and then you're crashing into a barrier, and you have no control over your steering. So, you know, it's really fate's cool because of this automatic pilot, which I don't think is necessary right now. Yeah, I mean, People don't mind do you- driving cars. Yeah, I mean, how do you like? How do you trust that? It's, it's a mm. big thing. Yeah, it's something that we have no control over. I mean, do you really want to read a newspaper in the car? Do you want to go on your phone in the car? I mean, yeah, okay, these are cool things that people dream of doing. But is it safe? Is it is it a good future that we're looking at? I I totally I love the Tesla cars. I mean, they were built so well, and they have saved a lot of people because they are working. But what about that tiny mistake, that tiny error that can cost someone's life? Do we do we risk that, or do we leave it to the manual driver, Tom? The future is very big. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm. Yeah. So I'm looking at some designs of you know these driverless cars, and you know as you think of a, a classic car, there's four seats all facing towards the front of the car. Well, there's this Mercedes-Benz that um, they've designed that there's four seats, but 
they're both looking at each other, the seats, so the front two are looking to the back of the car, and the back two are looking to the front of the car, like it's an open conversation, and no one's in control of the car. Like a, I mean, a train, is it? It's literally like a train, exactly, <laughs> but, you know, it's obviously there's no tracks for the car, it's using the, the real road, so it's, not, it's like, pretty much, when we think about it, it's sort of like a train without a driver and without tracks, so it is very dangerous. But, I mean, what the future holds is in Elon Musk's hands, I guess. Uh, he's doing pretty well. And, I mean, uh, he's going to make it pretty... Like, the future is going to be crazy. And what, what he can do and what his team will do, uh, it's going to be mental. Mm. Well, look, I still, at the moment, don't believe in self-driving cars. I've seen them. I've seen a few of them around. Uh, I've, I've Obviously, they're a bit over YouTube at the moment. Uh, Marcus Brownlee has done a video in one. I mean, and the technology that goes into it is just quite insane, to be quite honest with you. There's like six cameras around the car that are controlling the cars around the road and stuff. I mean, that's sort of humans for at the end of the day. We're, we're designed here to look after ourselves. And driving cars is that, is, you know, what we're made to do. It's, it's the whole fun of driving, you know, going a bit fast, you know, revving a bit. Like, where's that going to go if we just have cars that are just doing the speed limit all the time? And there's no funk to it. Like, would you, do you understand what I mean, Tom? Yeah, I mean, the point of this technology is to, like, create a need. Like, we don't necessarily, we don't even, we don't need, we don't need it. Like, it's just something that they're, make, they're creating for the future to make our lives easier, which makes us more mm. lazy. And, like, what, why don't you just jump on public transport and not drive? Like, you could do that in, and then... Like people mm, yeah. can still manually drive their cars like normal. Like exactly, I mean, yeah. I know they're trying to reduce the risk of like crashing and stuff, but like you were saying, the malfunctions and like how do we trust that? It's a lot mm. of years in the process, but if we yeah. can get there, I mean, at least have uh, a self-driving car like now, like the Tesla, that you can self-drive and you can also drive manually. Yeah, well, it to be fair, it is pretty cool that. I mean, if we think forward to, let's say, 10, 10, 15 years, that we're going to be a driverless society, and we know it. It's going to come some point, but can you just imagine, you know, just looking around and seeing people, all, all drivers in the car, all passengers in the car, just chatting, not even focusing on the road. I mean, it's something that you look at and you just go, no, I really can't imagine that, because there's always though that person who's focused and driving, and... We're, we're pretty much breaking stereotypes. And once these stereotypes are, are taken down, then it's probably going to be easier to accept the change. But look, for now, I don't see the, I don't see the need for it, especially because technology, yes, we are um, we are being raised in a technological, uh, like a, a, you know, a tech, technological year level. Um, and, you know, this is the future, but not right now. I don't think it's needed right now. And we also have to think about the price. Like, you can buy a Tesla mm. for a couple of hundred thousand dollars. And there's people yep. in the world who can't afford a penny of that. So, mm. uh, if they want to go to driverless cars, people are going to need some pretty insane jobs to keep up with the prices. Mm. Exactly. And then, you know, imagine if, let's say, 80% of the people on the roads have driverless those 20% on the road, how would they deal with it? You're pretty much driving next to robots, you know? How would you know if they're going to make a turn? It's, it's going to sort of become a little bit dangerous. 
once we phase in these driverless cars and people are actually buying them. Because right now, let's say it's less than 2%, 1%, not even. But once people start buying into it and, and thinking, you know, oh, it's a great idea, then what happens when it's 50-50 on the road, Tom? It's, to me, it's just going to cause mayhem. And that, that does bring us on to the next topic about robots. Um, mm. I was thinking, do we really want our future to be about robots? Uh, in mm. like at the moment it is definitely heading that way isn't it uh we're yeah. talking about driverless cars and or like oh, literally everything like everything. self self-serve checkout exactly everything you won't even need it like you just need to sit in a chair and it'll do everything for you <laughs> like it's the it's the future that makes us lazy and like mm. everyone's gonna end up like, obese and doing nothing around the house and our yeah 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 like, well you look at it you look at it like a and the robotic vacuum cleaners when i when they first came out i mean people thought they were a joke i mean vacuuming you you literally uh, it's been something in the household for years decades you know you vacuum the house since when do you buy a robot to clean your house for you i mean okay if you don't have much time on your hands fair enough but it's something like that that we're sort of ruining ourselves. We're we're bringing ourselves to a whole new level of disappointment because if we're going to rely on something to do such a basic tasks such as vacuuming, imagine what's the what the future is going to hold. Are we just going to you know let you know let a robot paint our house? Are we just going to let a robot you know clean our pool or yeah. we, we might even be watching mow the uh, lawn? We might even be watching robots play uh, soccer on the soccer pitch. Yeah, I mean yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean it's like we're we're letting them control our life like okay i understand they're going to be beneficial for for helping older people maybe with doing stuff and and that that level of it but really not no i don't i don't see the need for robots i mean we're literally losing jobs because there's people who their job is to make robots and the prime example of that is the self-serve checkout which is just a disaster coles and woolworths which are the um you know the brands in the in the Australian market for um, for groceries for shopping. They literally had to, they cut so many jobs because the robotic machines called self serve, where literally a customer would go there and put their shopping and do it all manually. They'd prefer to do it manually than let someone else do it. I don't. It just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I can't fathom that idea. And also. Uh, talking about like vacuums and not doing anything around the house people don't even need to step out of their doorstep uh uber eats Mm. like that Mm. is not that's not robot but uber the company itself they're thinking about like drones yeah attach attach some maccas to a drone and here you go to your doorstep a Bunnings snag or something. Yeah, well, I saw that. I saw that recently on the news, and yeah, you know, it's done it's that it's crazy. Yeah, well, I saw I saw that Uber's like really, you know, they they're creating a a plane, so a helicopter type device to bring people through the city, like a, with a car but with a plane in the air, like Uber. I mean, uh, wh- why why what's wrong with a car? I don't I don't. I don't see the problem. I see, I, okay, I see traffic as a problem, but what's what's 10 minutes of sitting in traffic when you're just going to have planes flying around you really loud, disturbing, you know, everyone around the area, 
because you know they people are too lazy. But it's a lazy. We're becoming too lazy, Tom. It is pretty, pretty insane, isn't it? I mean, I don't understand where this is coming from. Why we desire everything to be quick? You know, we want everything now, now, and that's why we have things like Uber because. We can't be bothered going to the store five minutes away. We want it to come to us now as quickly as possible and we'll pay extra for it. And that's the problem with our society. We're gonna pay we're prepared to pay more for something we can do ourselves that will not physically hurt us. The future, and I don't I don't like it. The future is lazy. Yeah, that's, well I I see that, yeah. That is basically the key uh quote. Message. Yeah, well, moving on, there's something else that's sort of striking me that I I do like, to be fair. Now, you know when it comes to, you know, hopping on a train, a tram, a bus, in Australia, we use our Mikeys. Well, in Melbourne, sorry, we use Mikeys. Now, Mikeys are awesome. Tap on, tap off. They're really easy to use. But uh, with all this technology, I don't understand why they haven't been able to put the Mikeys on the phones. I mean, they they do it with the credit card. They do it with... With you know um, vouchers and stuff now, but why not? The, literally one of the most important things that so many people lose is it because Tom, this is just a thought that people they they like people to lose their Mikeys so that they have to buy a new one and then top it up again. It would like, do you reckon that's their business model or something? Like, it's just would you like would you see would you see that as a possibility? Oh, uh, I don't really agree with that. I think. Mikey's are for convenience. Like in back in many years ago, you'd have to give the bus driver a couple of coins, which you still can do to top up your Mikey. But even more convenient, you can put it on your phone like a credit card, where you can double tap the lock button and there's your credit card on your phone. You can yeah. double tap your lock button and there's your Mikey. Tap it on the machine and away you go. And yeah. uh, you can like they should. It's pretty simple. Like, make yep. an app where you can uh, top up your Mikey, five bucks, ten bucks, anything. That's exactly what I was, like, you know. But it's not, it's not there. They're not there. That's the future we should be investing in, you know. It saves people time, but in a good way. And, um, and I, I, we're going in the wrong direction. I mean, like, the business of Metro, it's pretty easy for them just to make an app like they've got squillions of dollars they've got so much money they can just get some app makers get some mm. uh, extra people to do that and then they'll be making even more money like I don't know what they, why they haven't thought about it yeah well I mean it's coming to a point where it's like they sort of don't really care anymore it's something like they you know they'd rather us you know the original way tap on you lose your mikey after a week um you know after a week a month a year two years whatever you go buy a new one and there it's just continuous stream of revenue that they're getting out of us so you know let's say i probably lost my mikey three times and they cost something like five to seven dollars to you know to um to get a new one so they've made fifteen dollars off me that if they made that app or that or that you know to put it on the phone, that $15 would not be in their pockets right now. So I do see it as something that they would be generating a lot of money off. And, you know, why would they want, why would they want us to do, why would they want to do us a favor and put it on their phones? Um, yeah, so that's what, that's what I think um, they're doing. Um, and then something else that's interesting that I've seen recently is microchips. Now, there's people that are putting literal microchips in their arms 
and storing all their information on their like their credit card. So when they want to like tap on like onto a you know um, an ATM, they literally tap their arm and their credit card is stored in their arm. What do you like? What are your thoughts about that? That is, for a start, pretty disgusting. Mm. Um, it's basically <laughs> like injecting drugs. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, and keeping it there forever. It doesn't affect you mentally or physically, but like, oh, I don't know why. It's all the future is just about convenience and laziness and oh, like what they're leading to now is just insane. And I don't know. It's like it's not gonna stop. It's not gonna stop. I mean, what else are we looking at? I mean, we're looking at pretty much robots taking our jobs now. The percentage percentage of robots taking over our jobs is just too high. Like looking at my future, I have to I have to make sure that a robot won't be able to take my job. Now, if you guys are scared about robots taking your job, you can literally just type up percentage of robots taking my job. Um, and you know, when you want to, let's say, I'm going to show you a random example. I'm going to add one into the site. Um, so urban and regional planners, which develop plans and programs for use of land and stuff, 13% of their jobs will be taken by robots and they literally have to plan what they're going to do with land. So can you imagine a job like mechanical engineering technicians? 40% of their jobs will be taken over by robots, Tom. I mean, it's something that scares me a lot. You think 13% isn't a lot, but no. you think of how big the whole industry is. Uh, industry is, and exactly, and then you see 13%, you're like, wow. That yeah, is exactly. crazy. Exactly. Like, it's a it big whale. Well. They're big and numbers even, we're talking about. Like, you work at a pool shop, am I right? Yes, you are correct. So, you can test your water basically in a machine. You put in the machine and away mm. it goes. And you can also do it manually. But the way it's going, you, you test it in the machine and it's so much quicker. Now, you don't even, in the near future, we're looking like you losing your job and a customer yeah. coming in, giving it... Testing their water themselves. Exactly. Just to a robot, in a little machine and pay five bucks yeah. and then or ten bucks or whatever, and yeah, away yeah. you go. So I mean, the loss of jobs yeah. is going to be incredible. It it really is. I think we're looking at something like a high percentage, over fifty percent. I'm pretty sure of jobs that exist now that won't exist in twenty to twenty five years. And Okay, to be fair, new jobs will probably come out of that. So in 20 years, there's going to be jobs that we've never heard of before. And I understand that. But it's not going to be it's not going to be the same rate of jobs coming into the world as those jobs leaving the world, if that makes sense. I mean, we've got to draw the fine line. When do we stop? I mean, when do we start with this robot, automatic technology, technology that, you know, it's good for us, but it's just a waste. I don't... It's not going to stop. Yeah, and it won't stop. It's just gonna keep on going. Think about car manufacturers; they've mm. gone overseas because it's cheaper to make them over there because of the parts, yeah. the labor. Yep. yep. And like they're getting they're they're employing people, but yeah. if you look at uh, how a car's made now to how it was back then, you're seeing it's, it's, machines it's moving moving parts around. 
bodies mm. being put together. It's a great like, example. Yeah, yeah. It's so and true. Literally, all the uh, people are there for is just for the safety and like <laughs> make sure the equipment actually works. Exactly. If you want yeah. a if you want a uh, handmade car, then pay a few million bucks and and get a Ferrari or something like that. Custom which, made has to be nowadays. Which which is still uh, machine made too. Exactly. Like, exactly. Well, look, as you were saying, you touched on a really good note there. Car manufacturers in Australia are now, it's deserted. There's nothing here. There used to be Ford, we used to have Holden, we used to have all the, you know, the top car manufacturing brands. And now guess where it is? Asia. And it's because, I know, and it's because money moves, Tom. It's all about the money at the end of the day. Money and technology. Those are the two things that really motivate people. Why would they have to, why would they want to pay an employee $30 an hour to work at Ford in Australia when they can pay someone in Asia $5 an hour? And let's just say they do half a good as job, but they're, you know, four times cheaper. What would you do? You know, you'd obviously... You'd go to Asia and employ two of them in, and doing the same job because it's it's half the price of one Australian. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's not about it's, quality. It's it's more no, about the quantity no. for them. It's more Bulk. about making the money. Yeah, it is. And it's look, you've got to find, you've got to find a company. You, we've really got to support those companies out there that are that are doing it for the environment. That not not so charitable companies, should I say, but. More companies that care about their impact on the future of the world. Um, they value their employees in the world, and they don't want to just have a, a society full of robotics in their in their workforce. And uh, to be fair, I don't know many companies out there that are that are like that. Tom, I mean, would you would you agree with that? Yeah, and also now, like you're thinking about back to cars, um, like older cars. You see all these car shows of cars that have been restored and they're mm. like they're going they're still running they're going fantastic i have my grandpa's car is over 20 years old and it's still mm. running fine and yeah. now you buy a car and in my last five years and in those five years you're gonna have heaps of problems and that's how they make their money because you have to go in for a service and it'll yeah. get it all checked out and then that's another 200 dollars each time you service it every what a cu- couple months five months yeah and yeah. That, so it's just- it's a money game now yeah you're right you're totally right we see all these collectibles you know someone showed me a car the other day from 1969 i mean you do the maths that's like that's 50 years old you know like that's that's that is a lifespan and a half and it's because the quality that went into it when they made it in 1969 would have been incredible it would have been no all, all exactly all handmade, you know. D- there would have been some type of quality checked, quality contor- control, quality assurance. I'm not sure what they would have used back then, but it would have been so good that they made the cars last, and we see the results now. P- people still drive cars from 1970s, and you know what, Tom? I don't know if you'd agree with me, but they're some of the nicest cars out there. Yeah, and they may not be uh, obviously they don't have the safety uh, like the. No. Uh, airbags and all that but mm. think about it how many airbag checks and how many recalls of newer cars have they had to make yeah a lot like compared to old cars that don't have any of that and they're still running perfectly fine it's yeah well you're right it's just now being careful i guess well look to be 
to be fair, in that aspect, we are lucky now. You know, most cars have an ANCAP rating. Um, you'd, I'd recommend buying a car with a five-star just because, you know, you'd rather be safe than sorry. And that is a good, a good way of evolving. You know, we've evolved into a place where we like to be safe as well, and that's because we can afford it now. We can afford to have those luxuries, and they're good. But is it too... Are we going into a too... It's too cheap. Like, you know... All cars are plastic, let's be fair. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. Let's say some, some high-end car brands. Um, they'd rather manufacture a car the lowest cost possible and looking bad than making a car that costs maybe 5000 more and looking like it's a luxurious car because their margins are just so much higher when they make a cheap car. But, but why? People, people won't to feel luxurious they want to feel like they're driving in the future with a car that is actually you know well built but we, we don't get that anymore yeah and uh something that feels like good quality exactly you know, just, yeah, how often do you how often do you do you look at something and go wow they really did a good job all right we do see it you know but it's it's so small now you've got to you appreciate the things that are designed well. And that's because this future we're going into is just, you know, quick. You know, you've got to be quick. Make things quickly. Sell it. Make more of that. Bulk, bulk, buy it. Bulk, sell it. It's all about margins. And, you know, that, that really hurts me. Um, and just because, you know, let's let's be more economical with our choices now. Let's worry about what our kids are going to, our kids' future in this world and and we just got to play it a little bit slower, a little bit more cautious with what we're doing. Um, and the future should be all right. So, yeah. What are your final thoughts, Tom? They, uh, as you said, like, we want our kids to, you know, have have the best life. And, uh, like, people are saving us or trying to save the environment by banning plastic bags. Like, yeah, that's a start, but... Think about all the robots that you're making. Like, how is that economical? How is that good for the environment? Mm, exactly. Mm. Like, I don't understand what they're trying to do. They're trying, yeah. to, they're trying to save, like, whales and all this, but then they're killing sharks and then they're, and then they're yeah. using those things for, like, clothing and, and then what manufactures that? Robots do that. And then... We're doing things that completely contradict it, like each yeah. other. You know, we're doing one thing to to save the world, and we're doing another thing to harm it. It's one. It's basically there's a, there's the saying that's one step backward, two step forwards. Yeah, we're sure doing the opposite. It's, uh, one step forwards and three steps two backwards. Steps. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It is true, and you've now, you've you've really hit the nail there. Um, I don't know, and there's not much else to say with our future. I mean, it's all in it's all in these hands of. The generation, you know, the forty-year-olds and above, right now, because they're the ones, they're the ones creating everything. I mean, we see with Apple, their companies are run by young twenty-year-olds, you know, trying to make a difference in the world. It's run by those fifty-year-olds who have been in the world for, uh, you know, a substantial amount of time, and they know what they're doing. So, we've got to give it up to them for, you know, more, a few more years now, and then it's more up to our generation. I don't, know, I don't even know what our generation is called. Let me type it up. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's a generation of those, Generation Z, um, also known as post-millennials. Well, you know, whatever generation that is, it's, it's up to us to, 
make a difference. Let's do a. Let's make it yeah, Let's make a difference. Let's let's create something in this world where people are happy to wake up and go to work, and not feel scared that a robot will take their job. So this concludes our podcast. I hope you did enjoy it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's so many things to think about, and make sure if you want it, like we're talking about the future. If you want to listen to our podcast in the future and our debates that we're going to have. This wasn't as heated. Um, we're going to get into some more heated debates where we're going to totally contradict each other and Tom will have one thought and I'll have another thought. Um, and that will come soon. But obviously with the future, we both agreed on the same thing. Um, and it is very debatable. So if you have you know, something that uh, a thought on your mind that you wanted to let us, to express to us, just hit us up on our Twitter. It's um, at debatable101. That's debatable101. So yeah, thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, Make sure you do subscribe, like, and share, and I'll pass it over to Tom for the closing. Thanks, Tom. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. It's been a great time for the first podcast. And uh, always remember, anything is debatable. Uh, We love debating. That's what we're here for. And uh, have a good morning, evening, or night. See you later. See ya.